0: Welcome to the Moto Moves podcast. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Moto Moves podcast. It's me, your host Bianca, and we have our special guest Again, Jeanette Garcia from um, uh, the author of Battle Scars. Sorry, brain fart there for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and so I want to welcome her back um, to the podcast. We're going to be talking about another important and sensitive issue that she also um, was brave enough to discuss and, and uh, share in her book. So welcome, Jeanette. Thank you for coming back. Yeah, thank you for having me back. I'm so excited.
1: This is going to be a great conversation. Yes. I, yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. And it's a hard one. So
0: trigger warning, I guess, for those. But don't leave. Yes, Don't let it trigger you. I know. <laughs> we will get through it together. <laughs> I know. Oh, I didn't even do a trigger warning earlier. Mm, off my okay. game today. It's okay. <laughs> we'll do it before. We'll add it but um yeah so thank you again and uh, would you like to give a recap um a little a little info on your background just in case um they missed the previous episode yeah um so i'm an army veteran i joined when i was
1: 21 um i became a military police officer um, i was stationed in fort wainwright alaska and that's where i deployed to afghanistan um as part of a female engagement team to support the infantrymen um and i went through all of that and came back home um and then was pcs to fort riley kansas and that is where i ets from as well so i did a total of uh five years of the army and i didn't mention this before but afterwards i was also a federal police officer for three years with the air force
0: nice that's cool yeah oh you know what I don't think I told you either when I first uh, when I joined I wanted to do MP but I wasn't tall enough what I got a waiver for my height I'm 4'9 what I'm taller than you I didn't get a waiver Uh, also my recruiter sucked my recruiter sucked he was so mean oh my (laughs) girl, if I tell you the drama, that's another episode. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We're going to do a recruiter one. Okay. Cause (laughs) he was terrible, terrible. Actually he's this bad. So small world. I was going to Norco college when I moved out here to Corona and, um, one of our, I forget what he was, but he was in charge of like the military, um, or the veterans right at the college can I say his name? No, I'm not going to say his name. Okay. So I go there and I'm like, his name's Jerry. And I'm like, Gunny. And he was like, he was the Gunny from my recruiter's office. I was like, Gunny, whatever. Right. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, you were the Gunny at the recruiting station in Pasadena. He was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, so-and-so was my recruiter. And he was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Literally, that's what he said to me. Okay. and then he was like here's my card reach out to me to if uh let's see if I can do anything to help you if you ever need anything just reach out to me I'm so sorry I'll try to make it up to you (laughs) well it's too late now sir okay it is way too late but that was his literal response to me when I told him who my recruiter was that's how bad he was okay so I think my recruiter might be yours beat yours <laughs> uh,
1: probably mine was not present
0: <laughs> uh okay yeah so yeah but that that's so funny because yeah I wanted to do MP and he was like you're too short and I was like well can I get a waiver he was like no I was like all right then so I was like that was that but that's that's actually cool how did you like doing the the police work afterwards
1: um, afterwards it was awesome because I got to actually do police work.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just being at the gate. I,
1: yeah, well, it was, I got to be at the gate when I was in the army. We didn't, um, I feel like I didn't do very much police work. I did infantry yeah. work because I was oh, one platoon yeah. attached to an entire battalion of infantrymen. men. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so I, I tell, I'm like stronger than most men because I literally sucked it up. I made these guys cry and I was able to do it, but I don't recommend, I know women are now allowed in the infantry who great for you if you're doing it, but I don't recommend it. Like it's hard on our bodies. Yeah. We are definitely built differently.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, I think they should look into building gear that fits our body better. I think it would wear us yeah. down less, you know? Cause that gear is definitely not made for us, you yeah. know? They, I mean, it's changed so much. Um,
1: So when I went to Afghanistan, we had like the first generation of the plate carriers. So it was like this tiny. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was better, but um, I'm so short that even though it's tiny, it's still whatever. But when I was a federal cop, um, with the air force. So I was a civilian cop on base working with the MPs. Yeah. Um, they got my vest to, to, cause I'm big on top. They got it to fit my body. Like they molded it to my body. So that was okay. nicer.
0: Oh, well, I guess, yeah, some things have changed, but, yeah. but that's good. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's interesting. So you're just meant to be a cop. I know. I wish I still did it, but it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but you got to do it, though. I know. I did get to do it. I will still wish and yearn for that, but whatever. (laughs) It wasn't meant to be too short, supposedly. (laughs) I mean, I am short, but whatever. But But I'm um, shorter. (laughs) I know. That's crazy. Man. All right. I'll be salty about that for a little bit, and I'll get over it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, um, today I wanted to touch base on, uh, MST and I know that it's a triggering subject for many, um, including myself. Um, I'm sure for you, I think every time I speak of it, uh, is triggering in a different way. I I don't think I ever get triggered the same. Um, but, um, like I mentioned before, I'm just so happy and grateful that you were willing to put your story out there. Um, And I know that it takes a lot. It's taken a lot for me to put it out there um, after so long. Um, And so I know that the more we talk about it, the, um, the easier it becomes. And the more, the bigger strides we can make, Um, towards making some kind of change to this issue. And um, I know that previously we had spoken about Vanessa Vanessa Guillen and I think, um, honestly, that's a great example of how far this situation can get. Um, And it gets that far because we're too afraid to speak. Um, Correct. Whether it's to, you know, our... Uh, chain of command to our friends to our family um that fear is what prevents a lot of uh cha- that what prevents change and um what prevents us from being safe i guess i could say because i think um it could always escalate uh and and one person's assault um can very 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 different to another's as far as the ex- you'd like the extremity right um, and neither is more or less important assault is assault and I think that people also need to to acknowledge that I think um, some people stay quiet because they think like oh that's minimal like why should I even mention it Correct. you yes. know and uh, and that's how that's how bad things happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly because it doesn't need to get as far as what happened to Vanessa. And that's the only story though, that people hear is like the ones like that, but there's so many others that are silenced. And I mean, even my story and your story, like who knows about that? Maybe a couple thousand people, but really, the whole world should know that this is happening to us daily in the military. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really sad that um, people don't want to listen to it. Um, People tune out as soon as they hear the word rape, um, the word sexual assault. I like to use the word rape because it triggers people more. And it's, I do it intentionally because people don't like to hear that they when they hear sexual assault, it could be, I feel like it's downplayed. It's like a safe word for people mm-hmm. where rape is very dramatic. Cause you know exactly what that means. Yeah. Um, and, and we kind of have to be that way um, when we're speaking about it, because we need to get people's attention on the topic because right now somewhere in the world, there is a girl in the military getting harassed or getting raped or getting touched in a way that she doesn't want to be and nobody will know about it because she's not going to say anything because nobody's going to believe her
0: yeah 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 no it does Uh, for me um i didn't report it uh and and i had people witness i mean there was people other people in the room and i didn't report it because I already had a bad relationship with my chain of command. I already had issues that I was navigating through. And <clears throat> I wasn't getting resolve or results for those issues I was having at that moment. So I thought, why even bother with this? Why even add it on top of all the other things they're already ignoring me about, you know? Yeah. And so I think for me, that that's that was That was 100% the reason why. Yeah,
1: and it's funny because I also didn't report it and for like a different reason. You know, I had a great relationship with my chain of command and my uh, sergeants in my my unit and people looked, I don't want to say people looked up to me, but people respected me um, in what I was doing and I was afraid to look bad. So for me to report it, or to tell anybody um i was embarrassed so i didn't want people to know that i got out of control and this guy who i'm gonna deploy with raped me in front of other people like it, it's crazy that it both of the situations yours and mine other people were present and i didn't speak up someone could have spoke up for me but they didn't
0: yeah yeah no that's 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 honestly the same, the same thing. And I'm not laughing because it's funny, but it's just, it's hard to believe that something like that can happen and people can look the other way, you know? Um, And for me, I know that when it happened, I, you know, I went to my friend, and, um, and he handled it in his own way, right? By confronting this guy and literally like kicking his ass cause that's what he did. Um, and in that moment, I think of not only fear but uh, embarrassment and shame and guilt and all those things. Like in that moment, I guess that also kind of felt like it was enough, you know? um enough of a resolve for the situation but yeah in retrospect you just because I didn't report it somebody else could have and so why didn't you (laughs) why didn't anybody do it um and 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 I think that happens a lot like um I know that in your book you mentioned that you you guys were out you know and you felt like you didn't really drink that much that day, right? hmm And uh, I think you even had, re- like, receipts, right, to prove yeah. that you had actually. And that's actually what happened to me. Um, I, not going to lie, uh, that's what we did, right? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's that's the military and, lifestyle. And you just drink, 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 drink. And um, my drink of preference was Jack Daniels. And so... <laughs> you know yeah and I get um, it girl yeah (laughs) and most of the time I was drunk you know like I was just what you did on the weekend you drank but this specific weekend we didn't we we went to celebrate our friend that she finally got her rating right and she never went out and we got a room like we always do all the friends including guys right because we're like brothers and sisters and uh there was a new guy that came in and they invited him and we just had beers in the hotel room we didn't go to the bar we didn't go to the you know we didn't go line dancing we didn't go do any of that crazy stuff we did every weekend and get totally shit-faced no we went We got the room. We decided to chill in the room. We had some beers. That's it. And that was the night that I was raped. And it's like, and not only me, my friend, both of us, right? And it's like, I I still to this day, I'm like, I don't understand how and I know it's not my fault. I know somebody just decided to make a shitty decision, right? He's a shitty mm-hmm. person or shitty intentions, whatever. Um, but I think back to all of that, and I think to myself, like, what you know? What are the chances that the night that I hardly drink and that I stay indoors? that's the night that that happens to me yeah you know um oh i'm getting emotional (laughs) uh yeah i i i felt like i was in the safest environment i think um of all the many times i went out and partied with the same group of friends you know and and that's when unfortunately I had to experience that, you know, in a room full of my friends. And, um, yeah, sometimes I just don't understand it, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't think we'll ever understand the mindset of a person who does something like that to another person. Um, so, you know, the last show, we talked about domestic violence, and I could tell 100 people that but when I had to tell my story about being raped I was so embarrassed I was it's such a vulnerable thing because you're naked you're used um by somebody that you think you trust um, and it's just no one should have to go through that but so many of us do. If so, what? When you guys read my book, um, my my story of Bianca's story, literally almost identical, and which is more scary in the fact that two women who didn't serve directly together have the exact same story of how they were raped, and it's it's not okay. And, I, and what I will say is both of us didn't have the strength at that moment to, to tell somebody because I also didn't report it. And it breaks my heart to think that girls are walking around the way that we walked around, you know, and not saying anything and people knowing that it happened to us too. Like I felt like i I have done a lot of um self-reflection on it because I was like what did I do what did I do like how did I cause this and like I the only accountability I could take is that I went out and I went to go drinking because after that and I'm all about accountability I I don't have there's nothing that I did to to leave this on um And I think it's really important for, for women to to support each other when we do hear that someone's been raped. Because it's very easy for us to roll our eyes. It it really is. I think that's, we could go right now to a bar and tell a group of people that we were raped. Two people might feel sorry for us, and the other people might be like, oh, another one, you know? Um, I forgot where I was going with this for a second. <laughs> it's you know but it's it it really is just mind-blowing that that when you when you're saying it I'm picturing myself in you know in the same situation and and I wish I, I I wish that I had the courage back then to speak up and I wish that more girls because I'm older and I say girls but women, anybody at any age, um, I hope that they have more courage than I did because I was too afraid about looking good, about caring what other people thought about me. Um, Oh, I know the point. I think that um, when I got raped, I was naked on the floor in a hotel bathroom with men who I was about to deploy with surrounding me. And I think they did it to shame me almost, you know? Um, I'm at the most vulnerable, I'm naked on a cold floor. I remember very vaguely parts of it. And all I remember is the, like the cold tile floor and people standing over me and somebody penetrating me. And I've had multiple people be like, was it only one guy? And I don't know, like I, I honestly, only remember one person specifically, but I don't know if it was multiple, but like, I only remember what was told to me afterwards. And they would taunt me with this. They would tell me, oh, you had sex with blank person. And I was like, no, I didn't. And then another person said it and I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I remember you know, and I would just like, oh yeah, whatever, you know, play it off because I was so embarrassed to be like, that guy raped me. And now if I reported that, I wouldn't have been able to go to Afghanistan and, and, and experience the rest of whatever I did in my life. And it, it it's really hard, you know, it's a really hard topic and I, it breaks my heart that you went through the same thing. Honestly, <laughs> it, it, it hurts my heart.
0: No, I feel the same for you. Like when I read it, when I read it in your book, it was like, I was back in that hotel room in North Carolina, you know, and I could only imagine what you felt. And I felt like as I could, was reliving my experience, I felt like I could also simultaneously live yours without even having that same experience, sorry. And I'm sorry that you went through that too. And I just hope that with us being this open and being able to talk about it, that it will help those that are going through it now and I hate to say it so confidently, right? But it's yeah. the truth. Because it's gonna continue to happen. And nobody should ever have to go through that. Because it's a it's a shame that no matter how much healing you go through, you know, it's just it's just a raw wound, right? Like that someone taking over your being in that way is just, I think that's one of the most, I think it's just one of the most soul-wrenching things you can experience, you know, for someone to take away uh, that power from you, you know. And to be able to boast about it, you know, like like you like you don't matter. Um, like you're just an object. Uh I just hate that this is something that is so common, you know. Yeah, it really
1: um it really does suck because There's women in the military right now, and I mentioned this before, and right? it's happening as we speak. And I know that they've worked really hard to try to have different things in place, um, but I don't think we're loud enough still. Like, I don't think that this voice is loud enough. It's only loud enough once a year, maybe twice a year on specific months um, Yeah, when, when somebody dies. Um, but it should be all the time, you know, or whenever you're doing like your sharp classes or whatever they're called, your sexual assault classes um, in the military. And sometimes those guys are the worst. (laughs) It's not funny, but
0: it's true. Those are the ones that shouldn't be giving the class. They should be
1: taking it. Correct. It's like, it's, it's just really, unfortunately, it's an environment that 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 it is, it's in the military. And um, I think with everything going on in the world today, it's probably worse, honestly, you know? Um, and I think more people are afraid to speak out now than they were 10 years ago because they don't wanna be discriminating people that are doing this to them. So it, 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 I really feel for the women that are in the military that have to experience this with people that they're afraid of because they know that the man or whatever the person is, they're going to take the other side.
0: Yeah, I think the other thing too that I, I feel like, I understand the process of um, innocent until proven guilty, right? Like, yeah, I get that. I respect it you know um but in an environment where we're so close together all the time right in an environment where this happens so often i think there should be something put in place where it needs to work the opposite direction right because Nobody wants to accept that there's a possibility that there's a rapist in the unit. Like, no, yeah, it's like they can't fathom it, you know, like, oh, no. So you can accept the fact that you have female liars. But you can't accept the fact that you have male rapists or I mean, you know, it can go either way. So you can accept the fact that you have liars in your unit but you can't Mm -hmm. accept the fact that you potentially have rapists in your unit why is that why is it okay to be like no you're a liar so you're in trouble instead of saying oh you're a rapist we need to re-examine you a little bit more right now okay yes (laughs) why is that okay yeah
1: well it's funny because like if a if a man rapes or whoever if a I'm speaking as a man, as a woman, as a woman, and it would be a man. So if a man rapes a woman, nothing happens to them. And another dramatic instance of something happening, but there's action is if there is a domestic violence, they get separated from each other for 72 hours. So at least in that instance, there's an action, but with the other one, they'll leave that person in the same room with the abuser. And it's just, mind-blowing that they still have to work with them until they're proven guilty instead of separating them or um, I think in my in my unit with the girl who did uh, report it Mm -hmm. it took them like three months to move her to another unit that she didn't have to be with him so during her most vulnerable time she had to stay
0: and see with her and work with her abuser yeah it's just mind-blowing like I don't get that I really I don't understand, and I don't understand <sighs> when you see how constant this issue is, like why aren't things being done faster to make a better process, you know, and I'm not saying that if it happened less, then it'd be okay to take your time, because no, no matter how long, how many times it happens or the severity of the rape, it's it's an issue, Right. Yes. But we're seeing how often this is happening and yet nothing is being done. And I think that's part of the problem. Because nothing is being done, it's continually happening over and over and over and over again. Because guess what? You might be the lucky guy that nothing happens to you because the system's stupid, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or because we have no system, basically, you know? And so. To me, I just I don't understand that. I don't understand how it's easy to victim blame, but you can't place blame on the actual perpetrator. Correct. Yeah, I know.
1: And um, we've spoken about Vanessa uh, multiple times, but her sisters have her sisters, but specifically her sister Myra. Um has been fighting at the state capitol and 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 they won, and they did put something in place for the aftermath of like the investigations and being able to see people outside of the military to report and stuff. But that's not preventing it from happening. And I don't think you could ever prevent something so horrific to happen because you can't keep people separated, you know, yeah. women and men are gonna interact anywhere they go. Um, I think a great way to, prevent something is to I hate to say it because we should be able to have fun too like you know and but like maybe don't drink too much or maybe don't drink if you're uncomfortable in that situation or but even on the on the days that you're gonna drink it's like we shouldn't have to worry about it so it's almost kind of like what what could we do but what we could do afterwards is work on ourselves and heal ourselves and know that it's not our fault because there's nothing we could have done to prevent it. Even when I try to come up with ideas to prevent something so horrific, they sound one dumb because there's, it. it is, we shouldn't have to live a life like that. And that is probably the biggest um, process that I had to go through is the healing of, of that incident. Because because it hits, it's it hits in here more than, more than like the outer, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to explain explain it, but it's it's more, it's more the heart.
0: Yeah, no, I, that's what I was trying to explain earlier. Like, it's like your soul, right? It's like it affects the inner you you know like the physical part of it all that that pain and all that you you get past that right you Mm -hmm. heal physically but emotionally right that's it's that's the hardest part to heal you know when someone takes that control from you you know and then that part of you and it's, it's hard to explain, like, it's a part of you that's taken from you when you're raped, you know, um, it's like they yank a little piece of your soul out, um, yeah. that you can't, you can't replenish the same again. Um, at least I feel for me, you know, um, and healing was, was very, very difficult but healing to start that healing process for that, I think yes, is the hardest, is the most difficult part. I I wanna say that um I drank more. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I wanna say that I was more reckless for a while, you know. I mean just engaging in whatever, you know, I just yes. it was almost like I lost myself, you know. I I like I didn't care anymore. So I was just reckless, you know, I, I no accountability, no care for myself. I was just doing what I pleased when I wanted to, because fuck it, why not? You know, like I'm ruined. I felt ruined, you know, and I felt like anything I did wasn't going to hurt me anymore because I was that ruined already. You know,
1: that is such a great way to explain it because I, I spiraled that way as well. Um, alcohol, being promiscuous, doing whatever I wanted, not caring um, about like, you know, taking care of healing. But I was just like, fuck it. (laughs) Like, and and I never correlated the two because I went through so much trauma in a year that I just lost everything of who I was. And then I was just trying to be be like a a mask yeah of what people thought i should be and um and alcohol played plays a big part like it really um, you know cuz i went to afghanistan and i came back and i had to deal with back to back to back to back traumas trauma oh, yeah and my my thing was alcohol wine was my my go to and going out and just being wild because that's what I thought I was supposed to do to be normal. Yeah. Instead of taking the time to heal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we were young. I was young and I was young. Yeah. (laughs) We were young and I, I don't, and I think the conversation of mental health too, and, and those traumas, those things were never really discussed. Like I, I know at least in my home, you know, like. Mm-hmm. depression and mental health and stuff it was just like not a subject to talk about so it wasn't anything that was like in my radar to think like dude I got raped like something's wrong with me I should look for help you know I was just like yeah. oh, "Fuck it, right, whatever back in that little drawer you know of memories and the like you just suppress it and you just kind of move forward and do everything else you can to cope and to forget and you don't think about those things right and and because I didn't speak about it either too, I don't know if that would have even helped some, if someone would have thought like, oh, Bianca, maybe you need some help, you know, or let's have you thought about it or, you know, a healthy, a healthier way to cope. No, it was just, I kept it to myself and I didn't feel like I could trust anybody else with it. And, um, and even if I did, I didn't think it would get me anywhere. So I just. Mm-hmm. You know, I just did what I had to do. And for me, I think it was kind of the opposite. So that, you know, I had that traumatic incident and then I kind of spiraled and was just being crazy. And then I got married. (laughs) Which obviously was not a sane decision either. Um, And he was literally, man, I want to say he was he had been in the military maybe like nine months. And we got married, and I was, yeah. So, and I had already gotten out. And so I jumped out from that trauma to that, which in turn turned out to be, you know, and so it wasn't just like, it wasn't the healthiest decision. Right. And then it brought all those issues into that relationship along with issues we already had and red flags I already saw, but I didn't care. Cause I was being reckless. I didn't care. You know, it was just like, fuck it. No. Let's get married. Oh, okay, sure. Why not? I mean, my life's a freaking shit show anyway, you know, so let's just, what's another thing to add to it? Who cares? Pack <laughs> <laughs> it all in. <laughs> <laughs> let's just Do it, you know? And so we did. And then that, as we like we spoke before that turned out to be a not great experience either um and um i know we spoke about domestic violence but at least for me i also experienced you know i i I try to also talk about this too you know rape can also happen in your marriage it's not you know um, just because you're married doesn't give anyone the right to have intercourse with you, you know? And so um, those are experiences too that I had to encounter later, which didn't help um, any kind of healing after my initial rape, right? Because now I'm back in, or I'm continuing that cycle, right, because I never healed from that or spoke to anybody about it. And here I am in an abusive marriage in every way possible and so now i'm getting re-traumatized and just in that same way all over again right and so um i think that's an important subject to talk about too sometimes i think people think that because you're married you have to do it you have
1: you don't i know um When I go into rooms and I have these conversations with women, for the most part, there's always only like one or two that haven't experienced anything and the rest of the room has. And um, I spoke with a woman once and she said that her ex-husband would forcefully rape her. Like he was, he would do horrific things to her and that he was, he felt that it was okay because they're married and she's, you know, that's the husband. And as a, I'm a huge Christian, I'm a believer of God. And I will tell you right now, God did not design us to be treated that way by our husbands. A husband should treat you like the church and God does not treat the church like that. So if you're in that situation where your husband is hurting you in that way, you need to leave? And it's okay to go and you will be fine. I promise you, it's not going to be easy. Maybe but do not stay in relationships where, and it's easier said than done, right? Like, yeah. I, I I, understand that also. But Don't feel, because for a lot of women who do stay in those relationships, for some reason, they're Christian women, they're Catholic women, they're women who are huge believers. And that is not what God intended marriage to be. That man is hurting you. You should leave. Yes. And I promise you. I promise you you will be okay. It's not going to be easy. You're going to feel days where you're going to feel helpless and that maybe you don't have enough money for food or maybe, you know, you need something. There's resources and don't be too prideful to, to reach out to people and have people help you out because no one deserves to live that way. And I think, you know, Bianca, the fact that that happened to you is just so heartbreaking because you marry the person that you love and that that's where the most safe place in the entire world should be is your home and your bedroom with your husband. And that is not okay. Mm -hmm. That,
0: that, that's not okay. Thank you for, thank you for that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Um, Yeah, I just, I think about all the things that, um, that I have survived and sometimes I'm surprised (laughs) to how far I've gotten in life and who I am now. Um, And I've, I haven't had a, you know, I've had very, what is the word? not all my moments have been very, uh, proud, prideful. (laughs) I've had some very, you know, low moments in my life. I've hit rock bottom more than once. You know, um, I've experienced so many, uh, traumatic experiences has have you. I've not all of my experiences have been like yours, but, um, like I said before, everybody's trauma is different. Sometimes it can be very similar, you know, um, But yeah, sometimes I think back to everything and I'm just like, I don't even know how I'm still alive sometimes, you know? Like, I honestly think that way. Uh, (laughs) You know, I do. And I'm just, you know, I think about having to power through life um, and giving life and raising kids in, in a world that I personally know um, how scary it can be, and and I just look around and I, I'm just grateful that I I've been able to heal the way that I have, and that I've been able to become who I am. Um, because for a long time I was a lost soul, <laughs> uh, you know, and um, I think that I. I I think that you're a perfect example of that too you know for for those other survivors that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it might be hard to heal and even though we can be triggered every day um and and uh I don't know, even though we have those terrible memories, right? Like they don't hold us back. It's something that happened to us, but it's not who we are, right? Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I tell people that all the time. Yeah. No, I see you. I see, you know, like I see you, your book and you speaking and doing all the things that you're doing and you're just this amazing person, you know, that you're, you're resilient, you know, and and I want people to know that they're resi- they're resilient too, you know, and they, are. they have the capacity to be resilient like you are. Um I'm so emotional I can't even talk right now. <laughs>
1: I know. I'm one, I'm so glad to have met you because I don't want to say, I feel like I'm looking at a mirror, but you're a really strong woman. Like you're, I just, I'm just so proud of who you are because you're giving other people a voice to be able to share this. And it really, it really does matter because even though we don't know it, even though that person might not say it, Somebody's hearing this and they needed to hear it. And to be able to give that space to people is what you're doing. And I'm just like in awe of like who you are and how powerful you are when you speak. And and you're right. It's not just us. Anyone, all the women listening to this have that in them. We're all resilient. We all have the ability to just power through what's going on, heal in your own way. However you need to heal and love yourself again. Like I think, yes. I I don't think we give ourselves enough credit of how amazing we are, you know, but I'm like watching you and like listening to you and talk like, you know, we've spent a lot of time today together. And I'm just like, that's me. Like yes. you're <laughs> you're me <laughs> in a different body. And you've you know all the pain that I've I've had and And I see you doing what I'm doing. And it's just like, wow, like we humans are just so amazing. And for everyone that is not healed, it's possible for you. It really is. And I I hope that you guys really take that to heart and, and take life by the horns and take charge of your life again. Don't let whatever trauma, whatever hurt you have inside you take over your life you are not your trauma. That is just something that happened to you. That's not who you are. And the fact that you said that, I'm just like, yes, someone (laughs) else said it
0: too. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that when, um, I think that when we initially go through our traumatic experiences, we, we, we don't see past that. Right. We think like that we are that right. And and it just takes what you said is right. It takes self love to be able to get through it, right? Yeah. Because for a long time I did not love myself. I was not happy with myself, um, and I blamed myself, right? And so that's not that's not love, you know. I didn't give myself grace, and and it it took a long time to be able to learn that. I was I could give everybody else grace. You know, yep. it's like yeah, it's just handing it out. You know, grace for everyone. It's okay. You know, it's but never okay. for yourself. <laughs> but never for myself. No, it never because I didn't deserve yeah. it because I wasn't good enough because I must have done something wrong. Um, you know, like, and it wasn't until one day I woke up and I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of always thinking this. You know that literally I decided I made a choice to love myself again and to take care of myself and to do all the things that I needed. Right. And literally, and that's what I did. And I started working out and I literally told my husband, I was like, Hey, I need help. I'm not okay. Like, I know I'm not okay. I need help. You know? And he was like, okay, you know, Like, <laughs> yeah. <knocking> my <laughs> microphone, you know? And um, yeah. And it was just until I made that step and that realization myself, you know, it wasn't that I really started making strides um, in my life and regaining control in my life. And I I think, um, I think that that was the, uh, the vital part, right? Like I felt like I lost control of my life, you know, because somebody took something so valuable from me. And so, you know, it was yeah it wasn't until then that i was like okay i can take control oh my god yeah. can, can you I hear that, that. in the background no no oh, okay good i like oh my god <laughs> no but
1: um sorry yeah it was- no i love that because we are worthy of love more importantly to love ourselves That is the most important. And, um, before we go, I also want to mention, like, if you were raped as a child and you still have that in you, that is the worst. Anyone who does that to a kid is just, I hate those people. Like, I don't hate a lot of things, but that I don't like, and you're worthy to love yourself again. That was not your fault. Uh, when we speak on these topics, it also includes you, even though a lot of, a lot of the stories people hear are adults speaking, like when it happened to them as adults, but as a child, that's a hundred times worse. And I can't imagine, um, I would say I was molested when I was younger, but not to a point where, um, I think it affected my life, but I know people who, who, it, who it has and, you deserve the most love and you are hold a really special place in the world and in my heart. And there is no excuse to hurt an innocent child at all. Because I think that they're forgotten sometimes when we have these conversations, you know? And I know we're talking about military sexual trauma, but I, I always wanna remember that like kids in the military that are around people that they don't know um your battle buddies come over everyone's having parties you don't know that your kid's getting touched by your co-worker and it, it really is scary and sad because we put so much trust in those people with our lives so we trust them to come into our homes yeah and and that's scary
0: no it is um i i think that that is a very important point to make um Even now, you know, I tell my husband that all the time. Like my kids, if I we don't meet the parents, um, they don't get to go over, you know, and much less spend the night. Um spending the night is at a certain age and we have to really, really know the parents and trust them, you know, not just any sleepover, not just any whatever, right? Um and I think that when you're in the military, you have you're so strongly bonded. And you have that deep, deep trust that you think it's not going to happen. But that same rapist that's raping your adult co-workers and their the other military personnel, those are the same people you're inviting in your home and surrounding your children with. Right. And so I think it's very important that people also um, are aware of that. You know, and yeah. it's not to say that it's everybody because again, it's, we're not saying we're not placing blame on everyone, but that is something we need to consider, you know, and, and I'm very, that's something my husband and I are very, very uh specific about. <laughs> we, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And even my, my daughter, my daughter's friends. Like they'll let their parents will let him just come, you know. And sometimes I tell my husband like they don't know if you're a weirdo. Like they don't know. No, I think that too. You know, <laughs> I, 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 and he's my husband, and he's not. And I know he's a stand up guy, right? But I'm like, they don't know, dude. And I'm like, or what if we have like uncle whoever that lives here, and he is a weirdo, you know? Or correct cousins or whatever, you know? Or shoot, or even a son. What if I have an older son that's not the most, yeah. you know, trustworthy guy. And they're just drop off the kids here and I don't even care, you know? And I'm just like, I tell him sometimes like, man, that's that's how stuff happens. That's how bad things happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, we have to really, we have to talk about these things and we have to really be open and willing to express the different kinds of scenarios and things that can happen because they happen. They happen every day. And uh, the same thing for me, Um, I've gone through some unfortunate things as a child. My daughter uh, was abused as a child, um, as a younger child, you know? And so uh, these things happen to everyday people, to your neighbor, to your cousins, just because people don't talk about it. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. And so we have to be more aware, more careful, uh, because all trauma is trauma. But man, I think rape is one of, one of the most horrendous things you could do to a person, let alone a yeah. child. You know. So I, I think we have to be more careful as a society and as parents, and um, just as people, we got to be better humans. <laughs> we have yeah. to. We have to watch out for each other more. You know, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is always a hard conversation for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my heart. My heart.
1: Is I know. <laughs> my, I feel. I know I, 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 say, I keep saying it, but I really am so happy I met you.
0: Me too. I really, am. Yeah. yeah, me too. It's, I believe in things happen for a reason. I think yeah. I was at, at the right time, at the right place at the right time when you posted. And I was like, hey, this girl and this book, you guys, if you haven't gotten it, you have to read it. You have to get it. I've read it twice already. Taking notes, have little notes in there. <laughs> it's a great book. But yeah, I, I am too. I'm very grateful to have met you. I think you um, like I said, I think you're just an amazing person, but I think selfishly for me, I think you're very beneficial for my life <laughs> and my healing <laughs> process. Let's <laughs> leave everybody else aside right now for me. I'm very lucky to have met you really honestly. But um, yeah, I just, like I told you, I've been doing this for about a year and um, it's been hard to have a guest because it's, it really is difficult to talk about these things. Right. Um, yeah. And not only is it triggering and people maybe just don't want to upset themselves by reliving, but people don't want to put themselves out there, you know, and because of judgment and shaming and guilt and so on and so forth, you know. And so um I understand that. So I'm not like, Ugh, you guys, I hate you guys for not being a guest on my show. Not <laughs> you know, like it's not like that, you know, but I do sometimes really wish I just had more, you know, more people to open up the conversation because just like we connected, you know, and like I said, I connected through your book before I even spoke to you you know like just reading your book I just felt that connection and that comfort you know like so many things in your story are so similar to mine that it was just it was it's beautiful you know and then being able to talk and now people to listen and you know listen to our engagement and our conversation even if they don't engage with us but hearing us, because yeah. I'll probably comforting to them, right? And so, um, yeah, I just, I love this. I'm so happy that I met you, and I think that we can, there's, I think there's a million other topics we could probably touch on, you and I, yeah. that <laughs> can resonate with the rest of the world. Right? So I think, I think we should plan for that, but, yeah. um, but no, honestly, yeah, I just, I'm so grateful for you to be open and share your story. And, and for those of you out there listening and watching, I know it's hard and I know you don't want to put yourself out there. Um, but I think that the more that we talk about it, um, the, the louder we are, right. We don't have to be loud by yelling and being obnoxious and, you know, no, that's not going to get us anywhere. Just talking, that makes us louder. That makes us bigger. That makes us heard. And so the more we can connect and talk to each other and make this known, you know, I think the bigger strides we're going to make to make changes to help, you know, all women and, and hopefully create some kind of um, resistance, right, against uh, all these um I don't know. I don't, I want to say a lot of things, but uh, (laughs) so all these bad people out there with their bad intentions to be politically correct, I guess, but yeah, Yeah. you know, um, I think that this is the only way we have to unite and we have to talk and we have to share. Um, And it's okay to be scared. Uh, You're, you're brave enough, right? You've survived. And well, uh, if
1: they joined the service, they're definitely brave. Definitely. In all,
0: you know. Yeah. Yeah. So um I just hope that more people will be willing to join the conversation for sure. Because I really do think that it does make a big difference. It has for me. Um, and I'm hoping that it, it is for other people. So um yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else you'd like to share or say? No, I'm
1: just really grateful for this time with you. I am um, I hope that this touches other people and that they know that they're not alone and that they can speak out and that there's there's resources. If you guys need anything, um, you guys could go to my Instagram, um, look me up, surviving.after.trauma. Um, yeah, it's surviving after trauma. Yes. And, um, trauma.com Um, you could go in there, submit your story. Um, I could publish it or I could just read it myself and it'll be a release for you. It's up to you. You don't have to put your name in there. Um, it makes a difference once you put it down on paper or when you type it. And that's how I healed is more, the more I, put it down on paper, the more that I typed it, the more that I said it, not only the more that I healed, but also the more that I remembered in the situation, I would be like, Oh, I forgot this piece. Oh, even when I read my book now, I'm like, Oh, I forgot this. Like my friends, like it needs more guts, more things happen to you. And I go, but this isn't crazy that when I'm doing it the first time I didn't remember that. So the more you do it, the more practice your brain has in remembering whatever you're trying to forget. And I promise you it's such a healing process and it's amazing
0: I yeah I agree yeah you're right well yeah. well thank you so much for having me yeah no thank you for being a guest and for joining us twice I appreciate it so much and I can't wait to get together and hopefully do more of these and then and yeah. selfishly get together and just talk I can talk to you forever. You're like Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, love I love you so much. You're the best. Love me too. Thank you. Yay. But yeah. um yeah, no, so awesome yeah, thank you so much for um being a guest. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being so brave and sharing your story. And again, her book is called Battle Scars and it's on Amazon, so I suggest you get it. It's a very good read and um it's very therapeutic. So I think you guys should check it out. So thank you again. And um I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.